Guys, I am at Scandy Kitchen on Great Titchfield Street, just a very short walk from Oxford Circus, and I am with its uh, one of its owners, uh, Bronte RL, and we're going to talk about um, all things deliciously Scandinavian. And how are you, Bronte? I'm great, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while since we saw each other. We're just trying to figure that out. It's been years. Three, three four years. Three, least, four years. Yeah. And in that time, what you've written? How many books? Six books. Oh my God. And you had no books before that. I had no books. No. Oh wow. wow. So you go all in, right? <laughs> I do one. I've read them all, yeah. So. so, how did that start? Why, why suddenly books? We'd we'd been open for quite a while, and I I tend to spend a lot of my time writing recipes down uh, okay. on pieces of napkins and paper in the uh -huh. cafe, and I thought, well, why not why not write a book? Right. Because that's what people want: Scandinavian home cooking. So I approached the publisher and uh, they said, yeah, let's do this. And we wrote a book oh, great. and then it did really well. I don't think anybody had expected it to do as well as right. it did. Um, and then they said, well, how about another one? And yeah. we did a baking one and then we did a hoovie one. Okay. And then I did another book with a different uh, publisher about Scandinavian culture. It was okay. called North. So that was a, a slightly different book. Uh -huh. And then this year we've done two cookbooks. Wow. A summer wow. and now a Christmas one. So the first one was, what was that, 2014, 15? 15. 2015. Yeah. And I think I'm piecing this correctly. Around that time, just everything Scandinavian just became the hippest, coolest thing yeah. ever, right? Yeah. yeah. It had been a little bit before, but it became more mainstream. It was more Noma and Favikin before and, and uh -huh. a little bit ultra cool. But then, yeah, I think 2015, 14, 15, it okay. really just Still riding cemented. high, still incredibly yeah, popular? I think it changes okay. with, as with any trend they change and it becomes sort of first of all you have a the start of a trend is very niche and it's yes. you know very special and only a few people and then it becomes the Michelin stars or the, a food movement that we have the Nordic uh, diet for example that's 2009 to 2012 uh -huh. and then now it's sort of more mainstream I think the rest of the population is is ready for Scandinavian food now it's all okay. about the British dinner table now and how can we sort of get the food onto yeah. onto there. Well, how do, how would you describe Scandinavian food and aside from any other European cuisine? Well, I think it's very it, it's northern European. Right? Mm -hmm. So you have a, your staples, you have your potatoes or your your carbs and then you it's quite meat based okay. although there are some strands of Scandinavian food now that's gone quite vegan but that's a, that's definitely a new thing. Traditionally it's been very farmer farmer kind of country fare. Okay. Your sausages, your your meat based meatballs, yeah, yeah. meatballs of course meatballs and mash very hearty food food to keep you warm in the winter okay okay and uh, where, where are you originally from i'm danish okay. married to a swede okay um having right. lived outside denmark since uh, since i was 16 so okay. i've traveled around and your swedish husband is the the other owner he is of, indeed of, okay, yes, okay. yes how do you break down responsibilities here in the in the cafe well actually yeah, in the, um, business, yeah. the first couple of years we just had the cafe and then we we got really busy and we decided well we should probably make a web shop so we can reach the rest of the uk so okay. he went and got himself a warehouse uh, we called it stockholm because it was the home of all our stock and we thought that was hilarious now it's just confusing because people think we have a warehouse in sweden but we don't it's just called <laughs> stockholm um, so he he set that up and it's out in park royal and from there we run uh, uh, Whole Foods uh, arm, so distribution. Okay. Right. We uh, were agents for quite a lot of different brands. We run the web shop and the marketing from out there. Mm -hmm. um, we also supply supermarkets. Okay. So we've grown quite a lot. Uh, so if I buy like crisp breads or particular, well, okay, yeah. uh, pickles, certain, certain they, they might have come they through, through you. Through us. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. 
and supply lots of independent uh, shops and restaurants as well. And you've got your own brand now as well. We have our own yeah. brand, yeah, it's growing. That's yeah. that's where we want to go. And those would be, I recently had some of your jams, your yeah. wild jams. Yes. Are those, that's that's ours as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we do cloudberry jam, okay. lingonberry jam and bilberry jam. So bilberries are actually wild blueberries. Yes, okay. Um, the, the blueberries you get here in the supermarkets are kind of green inside, they're not blue all the way through. Mm -hmm. When they're blue all the way through, they're usually the wild blueberries, so bilberries okay. is what they're called. Well, I think my favorite is the, the bilberry. Oh, it's nice. Um, it's, 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 it's delicious and yeah. mild for me. I, I, it's like a mild blueberry kind. Yeah. I'm guessing all sorts of antioxidants and healthy stuff too, for a sweet anyway. Yeah. But then I think I like the, uh, the cloudberry. With on some crisp bread. I yes, that, delicious. I even noticed you were doing something kind of like yeah. that at yeah. the deli counter. It's there. the best combination: yeah. Vesterbotten, Lexan's crisp bread, and then the cloudberry jam. So is that a classic thing? And absolutely. Okay. Beautiful. Oh wow. Well, my, you can my also, palate is aligned. You can bread. also heat up cloudberry jam and pour it over vanilla ice cream. Mm. That's amazing oh, as well. Like so it works okay. with cheesecakes, vanilla ice cream, anything vanilla. Okay. And I make. Um, Apple and cloudberry crumble sometimes with vanilla oh, ice cream. So, yeah. lots of ways you can use it. Are, are you from a food background, or I've always loved food, but okay. no, not really. I mean, I worked for Innocent Drinks for years. You know, the smoothie makers. Yeah, right, of so course. That was yeah. obviously sort of food based as okay. well. And you just saw a gap in the market, or you just missed stuff from home? We missed stuff from home. Okay. That was that was really why we wanted to do it. It was, and also we wanted to to work together. You know, and wanted to try and set up on our own. So it was a it was a good combination. What was uh, Jonas doing at the time? He was working. Uh, he's been working for Barclays Global and BBC. So okay. he was uh, more from a marketing background, but from big companies as well. Okay. So you knew what you were doing going into a new business. Uh, you didn't have too much of a learning curve there. We had a learning curve because okay. I think when you set up a cafe in central London, that no matter what you've done before, your learning curve is going to be wow. steep. And kind of a curveball too. You were telling me just before we started recording that was a big day, your first day that you oh, opened, yes. right? Yeah, we had a baby as well. You had so a baby the same, the same day, the same, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't just two birthdays, but three. Yes, my birthday too. Oh my so it was. Uh, I will never forget <laughs> my birthday now, or my daughter's anyway. Wow. Yeah, they say. Well, they say good things come in threes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you have any idea? I mean, were you planning to open around that time or yeah. things just, okay. Yeah. I mean, we were, but I, I, I have to admit, I didn't think that it was going to be the same day. Okay, yeah. I thought maybe we'd have another week or something. You know, they always say the first baby's always late, but no, she, was, right, okay. she wasn't. Okay, and how old is she now? She's 11. Okay, so the business is 11 years old? Indeed. Okay, all right, well, growing from strength on strength, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's That's been great. fun, and we've learned a lot, and, and we really enjoy what we do. I think okay. if you don't enjoy what you do, then there's no point. Yeah, anyway. of course, of course, of course. So enjoying what you do, mm -hmm. and also going back to maybe one of the books you wrote, yeah. there's this phenomena out there. It's uh, very hipster, it's very trendy, it's very hard to pronounce if you're not sure how to pronounce it, and that is Huga. Huga, yeah. Yeah, uh, spelled H-Y-G-G-E. Yeah. And people make a big deal about this. Yeah. Uh, you obviously are a fan of it, but you dispel some of the hype. Yeah, I w so Huga is is our culture. I think you have to go back to, to what it means to a Scandinavian person. It's, it's originally a Norwegian word, so they use it too, but in Denmark, I think you would use, any Dane will use the word maybe 10, 20 times a day. Mm. It's, it's ingrained in everything we do. Now, to hygge means to appreciate the moment you're in while you're in it. Okay. Now, I could say to you, we're um, 
Rehugo right now because we're sitting down, we're having a, a nice cup of coffee nice or tea coffee, and yeah. we're connecting. Yeah. So we are going to have a hoogly conversation. Oh, good. So we're, we're sort of, a Dane would then say to somebody at work, oh, are you going home to hoogly later? That just means are you going home to be with your family and cozy up and have some That's nice quiet food. Night it's, home, it's, yeah. You will use it many times a day. And we have another word called uhuge that's horror. Oh, so right. when something is scary, it's uhuge, it's onhuge. Okay. That is actually our word for that horror the or scary. Yeah, okay. It's the opposite. Oh, don't watch that movie. It's really uhugeli. Okay. It's really scary. You wouldn't want to go there because it's not. It's unhugeli. No, it sounds like ugly when you say it. Yeah, it's not ugly. No, it is really no. horror. Okay. A, a horror movie is uhugeli. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. 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 Okay. Well, that's fascinating. Um, so you don't need to buy a particular jumper no. or, or any book except for yours? Or, and what, what is no, your you book on the subject? No, you don't even need to buy my subject, book. Yeah. My book on the subject was because I got so fed up with reading all these... It's a lot uh, out there, aren't they? The, yeah, all these things. But it's not really what it's about. My yeah. book just says you don't need anything. You don't need my book either. You don't need okay. anything. All you need is to do something you really enjoy. This usually means to do it with people you like. Maybe have some nice food. Sharing food creates okay. this kind of connection with other people. Or you can even eat sweets. Maybe that connect, um, creates a connection with yourself. And do mm. something you enjoy. And forget your phone. There's no phone or iPad in your okay. It's a way, a way oh, with that. You, I know, like you, this. You, 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 <laughs> you create a space where you are in that space with other people at that time. You can't you can't be on Facebook as well. Because then you're, you're disconnected from that space. Right, really. yeah, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. But there's no season for it. You don't need candles. You, don't, you, you can do it in the summer, you can do it in the winter, you can do it in a tent, you can right. do it on the beach, you can do it anywhere. Wow, okay. Uh, this is uh, appreciate the moment you're in. liberating. Yeah. I love it. You just, I okay. just saved you 35 pounds for a candle. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, well, a great time for all this advice, particularly sort of throwing up, putting away the phones for a while. Uh, Christmas. Mm. Which uh, I, when I think of Scandinavia, I think of two things. I think one, the long summers, mm. summer days, summer nights, you know, endless days of sunlight. But then I also think of, you know, the, I do think of the candles and the coziness and, and the Christmassy atmosphere. So I'm guessing that's got to be your biggest time for the yeah. shop, right? And your products, yeah. Because people are homesick, right? And, okay. and sometimes people can't make it home because the flights are expensive or because they've got work. So they come here and, and they, we try to help them recreate Christmas, a real true Scandinavian Christmas, okay. whether they're from Norway, Denmark, Finland, Sweden, whatever. So you're sort of HQ for the, the Nordic uh, I, I would like to community? think so. Okay. I would like to think so. We definitely get very busy at Christmas. Okay. Very okay, busy. okay, 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 okay. But see, I'm, I'm, I'm from the States and I don't really have any Scandinavian connection, but I feel a nostalgia and a homesickness almost for this atmosphere mm. yeah so I'm guessing you get a lot of non-Scandinavians coming in buying products that are perfect for winter treats yes. and things, right? the, the, the Scandinavian mold wine mm, yeah, okay. of course okay. it makes you feel a woman inside when you drink it yeah, yeah, yeah. the spices the cinnamon the cloves the cardamom you know the orange yeah lots of people come in for that and then okay. the ginger biscuits yes uh, yummy and gingerbread houses, gingerbread houses is that, is that yeah. anything yeah. okay okay great Love it. Okay, so we're talking about immigrants coming mm-hmm. in. Uh, around what was it 2014? You started hashtag Proud Immigrant. Yeah, I think it was around mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Okay. And what is Proud Immigrant? Well, the story is quite basic. My my daughter at the time said, uh, "Mum, what's an immigrant?" And I said, oh, "I'm an immigrant." And she looked at me and she went, "What you?" <laughs> and I went, "Hmm, we need to talk." Yeah. So we sat down and I explained to her that 
And Im immigration isn't a, a bad thing. It's a great thing. It makes mm. a country brilliant, and it, it makes a country grow culturally. It enriches our our cultures together. And that if you're an immigrant, you're always an immigrant. It doesn't matter if I was to change my passport or anything like that. I would yeah. still be an immigrant yeah, forever course, and ever yeah. and ever. And, it, and I'm proud of it. Yeah. And she sort of, I think she got that. And then I thought, I'll just, you know, cement this feeling by making a T-shirt. And I literally printed one just to wear around the house. Right, Hashtag yeah. proud immigrant. And I did. And then I wore it out just one day. Uh, and I got stopped in the street maybe eight, nine times going, I really? want that T-shirt. Okay, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, fine. Well, yeah, I must in London, have there are a lot of... Yeah. A lot of proud immigrants, yeah. So uh, I thought, well, why not make some? And I, I had a bunch printed, and I, I thought, well, should we really sell it here? But people kept asking, so we, we just started having a bunch of them here, and they, they sell right. all the time because people, I think people resonate with the fact that, well, immigration is a good thing, not just that, but that you're proud of it. You're yeah. proud of going to a country, being part of that culture, taking the best from that culture, mm. but still holding sure. some of your own Absolutely. values. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and holding those traditions alive, and helping making London this wonderful melting pot of, yes. of, of people from everywhere. That and is. Uh, sadly, a simple message like that is maybe more relevant now than it was when you Perhaps. when you printed your first T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, but it was relevant then too because this was before Brexit. It was before <laughs> the vote, before everything else. Sure, yeah. And people were really, I think, people took the message as it was meant. It was like, you know what? Am I allowed to be proud of this? And I'm not yeah. an expat because I have no intention of going back home. Yeah. That that means you're not an expat. You are an immigrant. And, and it's it's like expat as if you're affluent or I don't know. It feels but like it immigrants though. the dirty word. Yes, and it for a lot be. of people in a lot but of people's minds. It shouldn't be. You're only an expat if you go and go back. Yeah. And if if you go somewhere and you settle, you're an immigrant. It doesn't this matter if you I earn agree, five million pounds a year or, or five thousand yeah. pounds a year. You're an immigrant just the same as sure. anybody else. And therefore, we need to check. We need to go back to what does the word mean? Are you an expat? Well. Then you can go yeah. home. Or, do you know what I mean? I, I, yes, completely. And, and, yes. and that's that's why it was so important to do and stop making things a dirty word. And yes. then the secondary is that culture is enriched by people from outside. And always in. has been. And always has been. Well, this <laughs> island is one of immigrants. Yes, yeah. island. Yeah. Hello. Somebody decided to uh, immigrate here at some yeah. point. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. Well, that's that's about as political as maybe we should be getting right now. Uh -huh. But. Um, what can we expect from Scandi Kitchen and from from you in the uh, run up for the festive season and well, everything? Um, yeah. the book is out now, so okay. uh, that's doing really well. Um, Which is titled Scandi Scandi Kitchen Christmas. Okay, perfect. Um, it's probably the book I should have written first. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you know what I'm going to end my cookbook writing this series at mm -hmm. least with with the one I probably should have written first because okay. it is. I remember the first year here. I literally spent most of Christmas sitting over there writing down recipes. Oh right, yeah. Because oh, how do I make this? My mum used to make this biscuit, and my my dad used to make these special kind of potatoes. How do I make them? And I used to sit and write it down. Oh, that's great. And all the recipes are in there. The okay. ones I got asked for the most. And it's also the book I wanted to write for my two daughters mm. because one day I'll be gone, and they'll be like, hmm, "Wonder what how mum made that thing." Yeah. Yeah. At Christmas, my and mom recently passed away, and I'm well this year, and I'm I'm now trying to keep alive some of the food I grew up making. And you're scrambling making. for the recipes, right? You might, uh, you yeah, know, just trying to must, get it right, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm close with most of it. Yeah, yeah. but just uh, that's it's, it's a living memory sort of thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, I understand the importance of something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I hope. I mean, this book to me, it's great that it's selling and it's doing well, but to me. The main thought behind this was, I want this book to have sticky pages 
and I want it to have Dog sticky pages, pages but yeah, yeah, because my daughters have used it. Yeah. So in, in 30, 40 years time, I want it okay. to be, you know, falling to, falling to pieces and sitting on a bookshelf mm-hmm. somewhere in their house. So you have two daughters. How two old's daughters, the other one? 11 and 9. 11 and 9. Yeah. Okay, okay. And yeah. so what do they think about the book? They love it. Yeah. But it's, you know, they're still, they're still making memories. I'm still creating memories for them. You know, I'm a memory creator. That's yeah. my job title as a mother and, and okay. illnesses as a father. We are memory creators and we're still that's in the nice. process of doing that. That is, that's how we see our jobs. Okay. We create nice memories. So, and part of that is, is Christmas and it's Easter and it's midsummer and it's crayfish season and it's all of those amazing times in our, in our traditional year okay. that we need to make sure that they, that they feel and they, they really understand. Okay, yeah, perfect, wonderful, wow. Okay, and if people want to find out more about you and the shop, how can they? Uh... Well, uh, scandykitchen.co.uk is okay. our main website, but I've also got my website, brontorl.com. Okay, so, perfect. Yes. Okay. Bronte, thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Okay.